0: Log Talk Radio. Madden
1: Voice, Three, two, one, now. Hey, here we are live, week 5 of the NFL season complete. Commissioner T here, the Madden Voice. And as you can tell, I am feeling much better. Um, not out of the woods completely, but, you know, much better. I don't get sick often. I really don't. <laughs> um, but last week, boy, oh boy, that one knocked me to my knees. I, I, I don't think I've been that sick since since high school, and I'm pretty old, so that'll tell you how long it's been since I felt that bad, and like I say, I really, I don't get sick. I get a little sniffle here, you know, a little allergy there, but, you know, sick to the point where I'm, you know, exhausted, drained, can't, you know what I mean, probably should have went to the doctor, but I didn't, but t- to that point, no, I don't, I don't, I don't play in that space, I, you know, I'm a grown man, I, you know, I, I laugh it. You know, that kind of crap, normally. (laughs) But last week, it got the best of me. But you know what? I was still in the house. My brother did a good job holding it down. He wasn't feeling great, but he had enough in his tank to hold it down. And uh, the fellas came through and gave us a good show last week. But that was last week, and this is this week. And I'm back. And as uh, Dr. Train would say, I'm sitting here on the ones and twos. Ready to rock and roll, and man, oh man, uh, you know, we're five weeks in, and what a season. Um, You know, if you are a football fan, you have everything. You have parody. You have a juggernaut coming through again. Um, You know what I mean? You've got injuries. You've got trades. You've got controversy. Uh, You know, I mean, you name it. You, you 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 have it. If you're a football fan, you pick a storyline that you want, and it's there. There's it something for everybody this football season. As I uh, have the uh, uh, Cavs and the Bulls on uh, preseason. I don't even know why basketball played. They already play 82 damn games. Why why you got to play preseason? You you play 82 games, and the season just it's it's October. Season just ended. Championship just played in June. All right, they just played in June. It's October. You got a preseason? Really? You got to play like 10 preseason games? And then you're going to play 82 games and then playoffs and the championship? Yeah. Anyway, hey, I guess that's why they make the big bucks. Uh, anyway, let me bring on my co-host coming on to the show tonight. The man who hosted the show last week in my absence. Well, in my depleted state and partial absence. But he's back with us tonight. JB, welcome to the Madden Voice.
2: Thank you, sir. Glad that you're uh, feeling better. And um, I'm feeling better myself, but not quite 100%. But as you know how we do, we climb, we rise to the top, cream above the rest. We're good.
1: <coughs> Another
2: week, we're ready to roll.
1: Yes, 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 yes. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Now, you know, you have, you have one guy who never gets sick, and then you got the other brother. Well, you know. I'll just leave it like that. But anyway. Um, That's some girl. <laughs> bro, you always sick, man. I swear to God, I do that. <laughs> I'm sick of your bro yeah, for, when I'm sick of. For, for someone, this is a guy who lives in the gym. He's healthy. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't go to the gym, I eat whatever the hell I want to eat. I'm never sick. This dude stays in the gym. He walk. I walk in the gym. Jim says, "Excuse me, can I see some ID?" Because I don't know who the hell you are. He walks in the gym. There's a red carpet. They're throwing rose petals at his feet. He's royalty in the gym. But man, you get sick a lot, bro. I don't know, man. Nah, no, that's blasphemy. I asked blasphemy. You me. were sick. Just you were sick. What? When? JB? When? J- JB Floyd. J, you were just home and you were sick. You were just home in September and you said you were sick. Remember?
2: Okay, so that's that's one, and
1: this is two, and we're good. I ain't I ain't with you all year, but you you do ask. Okay, you know what? Call your mom and ask her. Don't listen to me because you do get sick a lot. I'm just saying you do get sick a lot. You you, you do get sick a lot. I'm just saying. I'm not people,
2: trying.
1: To get I'm trying to tell you, you do get sick. You get sick more than twice a year. But you know what? I haven't been sick in years, bro. Think about it. When was the last time you heard me ill? I don't get sick. This no, is the word. I can't on. remember. It ain't
2: like I tell like you, uh, uh, My brother, are you feeling under the weather today? No. Huh? Man, please. Oh,
1: yeah, well, you know if I'm sick, though, nigga. I mean, it ain't like we don't talk. I mean, come on now, you know, you know, I know when you're sick and we got his <laughs> yeah, mother that'll make sure that she need. we got a mom who knows when we're both sick. So we'll definitely know if nothing else, she'll tell us. Now, tell me it's I'm wrong a about that. It's
2: rarity we're both sick at the same time. Yeah, well, that's
1: because I don't get sick. But anyway, um, let's get on to some football. football. <laughs> I don't know where Dr. Train is. Uh, K-Star is celebrating his birthday. Um, happy birthday, K-Star, you know. I think, frankly, it's because the Pittsburgh Steelers suck butt, and they're nothing but controversy. And he didn't have the cojones to come on the show and face it like, like, like a true, you know, fan. So, you know, what you gonna do? What the hell is you gonna do on a Tuesday night for your birthday? Okay, what? You, what if you're not going on vacation somewhere for you? What are you gonna do? People party on the weekends. Because clubs are open later, there's more to do on the weekends because people know they don't have to work. Ain't nothing going on on a Tuesday night. But he's out celebrating his birthday on a Tuesday night. Okay. I think he's hiding from us because he doesn't want to face the music when you have your quarterback, Hall of Fame quarterback, come out and say, maybe I'm all done. And the team is in disarray and, and, and turmoil and got whooped, got whooped, got beaten like they, like they stole something. And he didn't want to come and have to face it. So, you know what? Go get your drink on, K Star. Enjoy your birthday. But trust me, you'll have to you'll have to face the music at some point. <laughs> and uh I don't know where Dr. Train is, but you know what? You got JB and you got Commissioner T. We're gonna roll. JB, I wanna get your take on a few things. I wanna I wanna I wanna start with Jerry Jones. You're a cowboy fan, you're a lifelong cowboy fan. But Jerry Jones came out and officially said That if anybody on the Cowboys doesn't stand for the national anthem, they will be sitting. They will not play. There had been rumored that he felt that way. Well, he made it official. And he even came so far as to say that this has been a rule since last year. So I want to get your take on it. Being a Cowboy fan and also being an African-American, how do you feel about Jerry Jones mandating that for his team? Uh, I
2: don't even know where to start. And I knew we were going to talk about this. So let me get right to it. A couple of things. Number one, I could have sworn that the entire team had already done it back when they faced the Cardinals to begin with. So why bring that up now? It's more, to me, it seems like more of a political stunt than anything else. Secondly, let's say that's we'll put let's, you let's number one. Aside. Let's mm-hmm. say,
1: they wait, wait, but they didn't kneel for the anthem They kneeled before the anthem And then they stood up for the anthem So
2: well, that, That's do, my point just... Is that is that everyone already stood up for the anthem anyway that, So that's that's exactly my point So okay. Number two if, if What happens if, if Jack decides he doesn't want to stand What happens if If Zeke decides he doesn't want to stand You really going to sit those two cats down Sean Lee, let's say he decides he wants to sit. you really going to sit Sean Lee down? Man, please, stop. Listen, I get that it's it's one of those things where it's, it, it's an opinion on whether or not the flag is being disrespected. Let's start right there. It's an opinion. It's not fact. It's an opinion. What is fact is a reason for folks that are kneeling during the anthem. It's about oppression. It's about inequality. Those are facts, so let's get that straight. So, with him talking about wanting or making sure folks don't don't kneel and everybody stands because that's how he feels and anybody that doesn't stand is gonna be sit down. I'll oh, stop! It, it's disappointing to hear because it, to me, in my opinion, I even saw a report come through basically stating that he thought after week three, once they did their kneel prior to the anthem and stood up, that this whole thing would go away. Really? Really? This whole, whole, quote, thing would go away? I mean, personally, I'm tired of the whole kneeling conversation. I'd rather get more into the reasons behind it and how to come to a resolution. But still to this day, week number five now, week number six coming up, we're still talking about it. It makes no sense to me. But with Jerry Jones to say that is disappointing because it seems like he's ignoring the actual issue much like everybody else. Let's stick with the issue, the core reasons for it to begin with and figure out how to resolve it. Not worrying so about... So let me... Let me, let, me, the let, me let me... Because that's not let me,
1: happening. All right, but let me... Let me let uh, let me let me play devil's advocate, okay? So he owns a team. You work for him. He's saying if you sit, sit or kneel for the flag, you will not play. He was specifically asked So. Dak Prescott, Zeke Elliott, Des Bryant. And he said, Well, I'm not going to live the hypothetical. I'm just going to state that we will stand for the national anthem. And if you don't stand, you will not play. And I mean that. And that's it. So he, he, he has said that. Now, he is the owner, he is the employer. He, he cuts the checks, he signs the checks, he negotiates the contracts. So you work for Jerry Jones, a.k.a. the Dallas Cowboys. Does he have a right? Because he has, and, and, and again, I'm playing doubles advocate here. There are, it is, if you, if you look at a poll, about 70% of national football fans disagree with kneeling for the anthem. Okay, number one. We have an issue with advertisers and, and people that support these teams that have issues with this particular type of protest. Is it not Jerry Jones, first of all, right to protect the franchise and to do what the majority of his supporters would want him to do? Is that not his right to do that? And as an employer, is it not his right to say, hey, if you don't follow this rule that I'm setting, then guess what? There's going to be a penalty. That's it. Now, is that not his right?
2: Well, of course, that that's his right. But that wasn't the initial question. The question was my thoughts on on what his statement was, and that that was my thought on it. If I'm Des Bryant or Zeke, then I, I'd have to abide by it because he is the one that cuts the check. Does it disappoint well, me? Of course, uh, it still disappoints well, me. Well,
1: well, but but you know, I think you can't separate the two because this isn't. Jason Garrett as head coach saying it. This isn't the NFL saying it. This is the owner of the team saying it. And so, y- y- you know, to have an opinion without first acknowledging whether the guy who's making the rule even has a right. Because if he doesn't have the right to make a rule, then it's a moot point. If he's, if he's, you know, if he has no power to enforce and no right to make a rule, rule, it's a moot point. And I think one of the things that's been missing from the discussion is people jump immediately to the
2: I don't agree or
1: I do agree. Well, hold on. Let's back up for a minute here. Is he within his power? Because, you see, I work for a bank and I know there are certain things that if if I did, they would have a huge problem with in my personal life. They do credit checks on me routinely. They do background checks on me. I have to sign a financial fitness statement every six months that says I haven't filed bankruptcy. And I have no intentions on filing bankruptcy. And every six months it pops up and says, hey, sign this. Now, one could say, who the fuck? Hey, it's none of their business. That's your personal finance as long as you go to work and do your job. Who are they to say that? And, and, that, and that is a position to take. Except, guess what? They are my employer. So whether I agree with it or not, <laughs> it's like, well, you know what? I may not like it. I may not agree with it. But you know what? I work for you. And if the alternative is losing my job, then I guess I don't have a choice. And I think that's the problem here is it almost doesn't matter whether we agree with Jerry or not. It almost doesn't matter. Because if I'm Zeke and, and, and the owner's saying, here's what you have to do, you're forcing my hand now. You're, now, as a black man, I'm sitting there saying, well, Damn. I agree with Kaepernick's protest. I agree with the fact that there's oppression and there's an issue. I agree with it. But on the other hand, I have my my boss who says if I do this, I'm going to lose. Maybe not lose my job, but I'm not going to play. Does that mean I don't get paid that game? Or, you know, how does that all work out? And I think that's where the intricacy of this comes in, which is we don't have to agree with it. But then what happens? You know, I, I heard people on TV saying they should, they should, they should call us bluff. Yeah, easy for you to say. You ain't making $150,000 a game and, and potentially jeopardizing a game check because you violated it. It's easy for everyone sitting home on their couches to say, well, you know, he, he got no right to do that. Hold up. Motherfucker on a team. <laughs> he can do whatever the hell he wants. And you know what? As an employee, you could say, screw you, Jerry Jones. You can do that, but get ready for the repercussions. Let me bring Dr. Train in on here. I know he's sitting over there, probably chomping at the bit. Dr. Train, welcome to the Madden Voice. What's going on, T? What's going on over here, Brother J?
2: Yes, sir. Dr. Train, what's happening?
3: Uh, I'm surviving after an exciting and bittersweet Monday night game, but
2: I'm there. Hey, hey, don't, oh, we get. Don't worry about it. We get, Just keep your head up. We're I getting to you. We'll get into that, but keep
1: your head up. We're getting to you. Hey, hey, if y'all read the, the bio, we all sucked this weekend. The Steelers look like ass. The Bears are struggling. The Cowboys blow another one. Hey, we all in the same We all in the same boat. I rated the show R because there's going to be some cussing tonight. There's going to be some motherfucking cussing tonight, okay, because we all we, suck. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? K Star over there running. Hey, you! It's my birthday. I I made plans. <laughs> hey, what you doing on a Tuesday night? You ain't doing nothing. <laughs> <laughs> sit over <up>. there <laughs> really playing. You ain't doing nothing. sit over there. God can't. Lie. God celebrate. I mean, hey, you know what? He's our brother. You know he's he's the misfit of the crew. Happy birthday, K Star. But you know damn well yes, you sir. ain't doing nothing. You know you know damn well you ain't doing nothing. <laughs> That's all I'm trying to oh, say, but Trey. <laughs> you know what I'm saying on a Tuesday. You ain't in New York, bro. You ain't in You ain't in L. A. or Miami. If you was in one of them cities, New Orleans, and you and it was a Tuesday, I say, hey man, you know, I know this shit to do. You in Indianapolis, man? Only thing you doing out in Indianapolis is kissing Mike Pence's butt. That's all they doing out there. We gonna get We gonna get to him too. We are gonna get to Pence in a minute, but Train. Trey, me and me and my brother was tossing this around. We, we're not in disagreement, you know, as far as how we feel about Jerry Jones' statement. But I guess what I'm focusing on is the right of the owner of the company to make the rule, even if we don't agree with it. And that's where I'm sitting there saying, it's easy. And, hey, you know, the one thing about K-Star not being on the show is we're all African-American. You know, and not that K-Star, you know, what, you know, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm saying for this particular topic, we probably have a little stronger feelings than a K-Star might have. That's my only point for I get any backlash from the FCC or any of the fans out there. But my point is, where do you stand on this? Because I, I, the reason I'm bringing this up is not really so much to focus on Jerry Jones, is to say, I think we're going to get more of this. OK, I think this is the beginning there's going to be more of the owners laying down the law and saying, if you're going to play on my team, then you're going to stand for the anthem. And, and, and I have some comments on that in a minute. I haven't gotten to it yet, but I want to focus on your feelings on Jerry Jones or any owner of a team's right to, say, to make that rule. How do you feel about that right? And, yeah, Jay, I know I asked you a little bit different question, but that's what I do. But, Train, what's your feeling on that?
3: You know, I went back and forth on this, and um, uh, I want to, well, at some point, whenever the dust settles, the issue still needs to be addressed as to why the process starts. Because I really would rather get past the whole sit, stand, kneel conversation especially when the person who started it already said that if they were put on a team, he'd be standing from this this point on. As far as what the owners can and cannot do, by all means, it's just like telling me I need to wear a tie to work. you don't wear a tie, you know, part of our dress code, we need you to dress this certain way different when you go in the restaurants and they're required to dress to wear certain outfits, black jeans, black shirts. That's that's your that's your work attire. Else you cannot come to work. So this is that's how I look at it. At this point, I, I agree with one part that uh, Jay said was I'm, I'm about ready to get past the whole meal stands or whatnot. My thing with the players is like. For those who are kneeling now, for those who are even still demonstrating the protest, what else are you doing? What else are you doing to help the reason for the protest? Are you encouraging the black people to vote that did not vote? Is the reason why we have an asshole in office now? Prince. Are you doing anything? Like are you one. doing anything of that such?
0: I I like
3: that one. At some point, like, really, like, if you're still sitting, if you're still kneeling, if you're still doing whatever to demonstrate protest, and that's all that you're doing, then, quite frankly, you're not doing anything. (laughs) And how can you blame Jerry Jones or any other owner when their ratings are starting to drop? Like, there are people who are taking this whole
0: thing serious.
3: Now, out of those who took me, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to get to the, I, I don't know, for those who are talking about leave this country, if you don't want to stand, blah, blah, you know. You oh, we're getting those there. People, That's coming. My we're my, getting my there.
0: Hold nigga, on. Don't
3: jump ahead too Tony fast. In we're getting addicted. Uh, okay. I wanna We're getting addicted. Just, I just want to say, okay. you're assholes. All right? Yep. But my thing, I don't think I don't think Jerry Jones or any owner is doing this to say that I don't hear why you're protesting. You know what I'm saying? I don't think they're doing it to say, I'm taking a blind, I'm taking a deaf ear to why you're protesting. I'm turning a blind eye to the fact that young black men are being killed by cops. I don't believe that to be the case. Uh, Maybe I'm naive, but I don't, I'm I'm not uh, seeing that. What I am seeing though is we, we we want to make make money. We we, want to make money. We, we're losing dollars. Uh, we're, we're we're losing ratings, and people are not watching our games over this whole national anthem beat. I can't afford to lose money as a Dallas Cowboy owner. I can't afford to lose money a uh, uh, Chicago Bear owner. I can't and I I can't afford to lose money like this. So we got to get past this point. So I don't I feel like their motive is is a bit different. You know they took their they 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 did their unison for their week to basically let the president know, hey, you don't run this this is this is not this is not what you run, but at the same time it's like, all right, we got we still gotta make our money we we're trying to we're trying to make more money, not less and like I said, maybe it's my 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 naive stance, but i don't I don't I don't truly believe that they're all doing it just to be like, you know what we don't care about your plight."
1: Because the fight well, is here, here's, but like I said, here, here, yeah. Here, 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 let me add. First, let me just say that um, I like this new look Cavs team with Rose and um, and uh, Wade oh, in the yeah. backcourt. These guys, these guys can stay healthy, man. They, 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 they gon' they. Gonna, they gonna, that's gonna be that's gonna be nice. They just gotta stay yeah. healthy, yeah. man. You know, but yeah. they stay yeah. healthy, boy. That's a nice. That's a nice crew right there. That's a nice yeah, crew right there. Of. You got. You know what I'm saying? Look out, Golden State. If these guys can stay, if, hey. if if Lou can manage their minutes early in the year so they've got something down the stretch. And I I know this ain't, this ain't the basketball voice, but we all follow basketball. I ain't got no problem throwing in. And the game's on right now. The Bulls and Cavs, at preseason don't mean shit. Yeah. I'm just looking at how they're playing together. I like what I'm saying, man. I like the continuity. You already know James and Wade done played together before. And, you know, yeah. Rose is, you know, when he's healthy, he's as good as there is when he's healthy. So, I'm just saying. He averaged look out! he average a quiet, he, he
3: averaged a quiet eighteen points per game last season? Yeah. Derrick Rose. Yeah. He average a quiet yep. eighteen points. People need to understand the dude is not done. Oh. He's about to get his contortionist. His contortionism. Trying
1: won. to tell you. Right. He, he yeah, i was just and saying. is not there yet. I said is
2: on his way. It's just As long as they are healthy and can one two, that's all they need. All they need to do is be healthy and be one two at the end.
1: And I think and I think different. that, and J.R. Smith off the bench is a better move, you know. Yep, I think yeah. off the bench is a better move. I know. just never knew him as a starter. But he can get a good 20, 25 minutes in off the bench, give some good relief uh-huh. minutes so these guys can be fresh. I'm just saying, I like remember, it, I like it. But anyway, I apologize I got off track. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, I it's it's off track. I remember Vinny Johnson. That's where J.R. is. He's going to be the modern-day microwave.
1: Yeah, but uh, to, to, to 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 so here here is you know I appreciate both your very thoughtful comments. Here's where I'm at with the whole with the whole thing. First of all, I agree with JB. I don't like it. I did want to note that he has the right because it's the truth. Doesn't mean I like it. Doesn't mean I agree with it. I, I I I don't like it. I know why. I'm not gonna go as far as you went, train, and say that Jerry Jones doesn't. Uh, uh, you said you don't think he, he doesn't care. I don't know that he doesn't care. I don't know that. To be totally honest, and and, and I, you know, as a fan, I think I know Jerry Jones as well any fan. When I don't know him personally, but I have better. I I from the day that he walked into Dallas and fired Tom Landry, I have followed that team intensely. So I don't know that. I'm not going to give him the benefit of the doubt because he's got no history there. He's good with his players, yes loyal, everybody says, Michael Irvin, all I'm best owner in the game. But I don't know if he understands the plight of the African-American, uh, general African-American walking down the street. I don't know that, so I'm not going to go there. I am going to say, yes, I do believe it's about economics and it's about finances, and he's a businessman. Here's my problem. Here's my problem with this whole thing. And, and, and Trane, you were heading there. I'm going, you're you're like, you you were in your car driving, well, I'm arriving at the destination. Scrap the whole motherfucking protest. Scrap it. Because the president and Pence and even Jerry Jones as a henchman have diverted the attention, and you guys both already said it, I'm agreeing with you both, this is no longer about oppression and racial injustice. This is now about disrespecting the flag. That's what this is all yep. about now. And that was not what this was meant to be. So why keep doing it? There's no purpose to it now. The point of it was to make a statement. For a while, the statement was being made. Now, Donald Trump has successfully changed the narrative. That's what he did. So by you continuing to kneel, and now you're kneeling with your hand over your heart and all this, you are, you are feeding right into... What he's doing, which making it about disrespecting the flag and disrespecting the anthem and disrespecting our military and our first responders. And that's which I know is not the point of this. He knows it, too. But he's an idiot. So he's going to he's going to change the narrative because he is he is appealing to his base and his base loves it. So guess what? Over the last three weeks, his approval rating has shot up over 40 percent for the first time since he got in the office. All because of this issue. Donald Trump could give a who about racial injustice. He don't care. But he does care about his approval rating, and he does care about pandering to his base, and that's what he's doing. So don't play his game. Kill, the, kill it now. Kill it. And come up. You guys, hey, there's a lot of smart people in the NFL. Richard Sherman, you know, he's a smart dude. You know, the Bennett brothers, you know, there's a lot of smart people in the NFL. So what are you going to do now? And I get what you're saying, Trane, and I agree. What are you doing outside of the game? That goes without saying. But now what can you do? You know? What if you, and I'm just throwing this out there, what if after the anthem went off, a group of you went and met at the 50-yard line and put your fist up in the air? After, what are they going to say? You can't do that. Right? We all know the fist up in the air thanks to the 1968 Olympics. We already know what that means. I mean, there's things that we can still do to send a message, but to get away from the whole anthem flag thing now. Be like, okay, we done worn that out. That got the conversation going. Now we need to take it to another level. So since y'all don't want us doing that, and now it's talking, now we're talking jobs and game checks and and endorsements, okay, hey, I'm not going to cut off my nose to spite my face. I'm not going to do that. Okay? I'll come up with something else. Let's, show, let's play their game, but let's be better at it than them. Let's not, let's not, let's not sit back and say we're going to be stupid and keep doing it because you're going to lose. We're going to lose. It, 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 it's going to get to the point where the, where the owners are going to say you've got to do it, where they're going to relook at the collective bargaining agreement, and just like in the NBA where they saying you must stand, at some point it's going to be part of the NFL. So since we know this is coming, Kill it. Kill a protest. Come up with something else now. How can we keep it? Because it's on everybody's mind. But how do we get the narrative back? How do we get it back to the topic at hand? Innocent, young, African-American men getting murdered by rogue cops, you know, the injustice that we face, the financial inequality, the educational inequality, the housing inequality, the legal inequality. You know, the fact that so many young African-Americans between the age of 18 and 34 uh, end up in jail. I believe it's like 40 percent end up in jail. How, what are we doing about that? And how do we send that message to people? That's where I think we need to go now and not to the point where it's costing where we're cutting off our nose to spot our face. I don't want to see you guys losing game checks. I don't want to see you guys losing endorsement. Uh, Cam Newton lost the Dan and Yogurt endorsement. They said it was because of what he said uh, to the reporter. Uh, I have a hard time with that one. I think it's because when he scored that touchdown, he put his fist up. That's what I think it is. Maybe I'm wrong, but that's what I think it is. So, guys, come up with enough. Come up with something else. That's that's where I'm at with this. And and while we're on the topic, while we're on the topic – I really wanted K-Star for this one because, you know, he lives out there. And I was wondering what the local scuttlebutt was about, about puppet Mike Pence walking out of the football game because players kneeled. If that ain't the dumbest, stupidest, most ridiculous publicity stunt I've ever seen any politician do in my entire life, because it is. You knew damn well that them 49ers was going to take that knee. And you went there knowing that as soon as they did that, you were going to leave. Really? Really? I mean, I'm sorry. I have to say this, but Jerry Jones' job is to run the Dallas Cowboys, but the president and the vice president's job is to defend the Constitution. That's their job. Run the country, defend the Constitution. And these Players were exercising their First Amendment right, and your idea of defending the Constitution is to protest? Oh, wait a minute. You're protesting because of the anthem, and that's okay. They're protesting, and it's not okay. I'm disgusted by it, completely, thoroughly disgusted by it. Any thoughts, JB?
2: No, same thoughts, because Eric Reed from the 49ers said the exact same thing, and I was thinking the same thing, too. How are you going to do something so foolish like that? I mean, everybody knows what's going down, including him. So to take the stand that you. Why haven't showing up to the game? Stay your punk ass at home. Don't bother coming to the game because you know that's exactly what you're going to do. And everybody pretty much in that stadium knew that was, that, that was what he was going to do. I think it's idiotic. I think it's asinine. I think it spits in the face of the First Amendment. I think it spits in the face of, of what truly is trying to take place here and to 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 follow the the the, the rhetoric and, and instruction of the president for something like this oh man don't get me started don't get me started i'll I have doggone, there'll be some planes flying over this doggone house don't get me started
1: it's the same
2: exact same way that you do and then so
1: it's ridiculous and while we're at it since we're talking about idiots and We're talking about assholes And you know um, uh, uh, Sometimes people just need to be seen And not heard You know Chicago has Pretty um, m- Memorable years it was The year I graduated high school And it was oh a certain boy. guy that was coach, coach of the Cowboys I mean I'm sorry no, Former no, no, no. Cowboy Coach of the Bears Right Yeah <laughs> Like the dance, running the ball is like making more man. We had the gold since training camp to give Chicago a super bowl champ. And we're not doing this because we're greedy. The
0: bears are doing it to feed the needy. We didn't come here to look for trouble, we just come here to the super bowl shop.
1: You know, that song is better than three quarters of the rap music out there right now. But anyway, um <laughs> <laughs> you know, I in, uh, I am um, um, the coach of that team that won the Super Bowl, that brought pride back to Chicago. Dr. Train spinning on his head, breakdancing back then to that song, "Happy as as Pig in Slop." Um, Walter Payton getting a Super Bowl If you're a football fan You you know, sweetness was one of the greatest Not just running backs, but football players And human beings to ever play in the NFL And it was just lovely to see him get a big one And, you know, they had the fridge back there And, you know, it it was just And they were just a juggernaut They were just a juggernaut team I remember it like it was yesterday They were just a juggernaut Because my Cowboys back then sucked But anyway, they were just a juggernaut And, um I'm going to I'm going to now, now Mike Ditka is I don't know how old he is but he's old. Uh, I actually met Mike Ditka once cuz he used to 77. Thank you. He used to work for ESPN, uh, as everyone on the radio show knows. And of course, you know, JB knows we grew up in Bristol and when you live out in Bristol. You run into people. You know, I was in the movie theater next to Harold Reynolds once. You know, you run into people because they live around here. Stuart Scott lived in Avon, which is like 15 minutes from where I live. You know, it's just Chris Berman lives in Cheshire. You know, another maybe twenty minutes from where I live. I mean they, they live out here because of ESPN. So you run into people. Well, I was at a club one night and Mike Ditka was there and I didn't you know, I met him and said hello. We didn't have a conversation or anything. It was just like, Hey, you know, I'm Mr. Ditka, and he said, I call me Mike, and I'm like, Hey, nice to meet you and he goes, You're a football fan? I'm like, big time football fan. He goes, And what's your team? I said, Cowboys, he goes, Oh, I love the cowboys. You know I used to play for them, right? I'm like, Really?
0: Really? I didn't know that. He laughed and we laughed. And,
1: you know, that was pretty much the end of the conversation. I realized he probably didn't get my humor. But anyway, um, so I don't know him as a person. I met him once. And that's that's my story. And I'm sticking to it. But here's this quote. All of a sudden, it's become a big deal now about oppression. There has been no oppression in the last hundred years that I know of. Now, maybe I'm not watching it as carefully as other people. I think the opportunity is there for everybody. If you want to work, if you want to try, if you want to put effort into yourself, I think you can accomplish anything. Um, this is America. You should be free to do what you want, want to do and leave it at that. Is America a lot easier than uh, – wait a minute. Was this, is this – no, I'm sorry. Wait a minute. That's not his quote. That's somebody else's. Never mind. Uh, I'm looking for the other quote where he where he says, um, uh, oh, there it is. Um, if you were coaching, would it be your policy that either you stand for the national anthem or you don't play? Um, he was asked. And, yes, I don't care who you are, how much money you make, if you don't respect our country, then you shouldn't be playing uh, football here. Go to another country and play football. If you had to go somewhere else, to try to play the sport, you wouldn't have a job. So that would be my take. If you can't respect the flag in the country, then you don't respect what this is all about. So I would say adios. Okay? Um, now, Train, you were about to touch on that earlier. I know you said idiot. Further comments, and I'm going to you because I, I know from, as a Bears fan, you have to revere Mike Ditka for what he brought to the city. But, but that said, how do you feel about his comments?
3: Probably it was probably more uh more credit to uh buddy Ryan than Ica, but um that's my own opinion uh, anyway um, <laughs> he's an ignorant old man
0: <laughs> yeah
3: that's yeah. put it put it that way i mean it does there's no point in me getting riled up and and upset he just really he's really an ignorant old man he doesn't yeah. really you know, to, to, it, it's easy for you to say, yeah, there's opportunity. And there's no, there is no, there is opportunity. There really is. It's just some, it's just the circumstances in which our people have to deal with in order to grasp those opportunities. And even when you grasp it, you still have to do twice or even three times as good as your counterpart. You can be respected for the same knowledge that you obtained in the same fucking book, the same fucking college that they went to. Amazing how that happened. And you all have the same size goddamn brain. So, yeah, it's really ignorant of you to say there hasn't been no oppression for X amount of years. Oppression changed faces, man, just like you get up and wipe your ass. It's, it looks very different now than it did 400 years
1: ago. Yeah, but to say that it hasn't been oppression in the last 100 I mean, Steve Smith Sr., I, I don't even have to come up with the words. He said it better than me. Here's his tweet. Really, Civil Rights Act of 1964, Voting Act of 1965, Rosa Parks, 1955. Mike, Mike Ditka, go sit your dumb ass down somewhere. I respect my elders, but to say this gives us, a, but to say this gives us a peek into your heart. Jim Crow laws, Brown versus Board of Education, great clo- coach, clueless person. That was Steve Smith, and we know he doesn't buy his tongue. Here's one that I wouldn't expect to speak out, but I'm glad he did. Former great quarterback Joe Namath. Um, Hall of Famer. Look up the meaning of oppression. Look up the definition of oppression, and you understand that it's obviously taken place, he said in an interview. So... You know, and there's more quotes if you guys, you know, you guys out there in, in uh-huh. football land can search. But you know, he's getting roasted pretty good for his stupid, stupid comment. And I think, I think the fact that there has been no oppression in the last hundred years that I know of has got to be, it's got to rank up as one of the most ignorant comments from a from a, a celebrity or someone in the, in the. Well, I'm just gonna say. Because because if he was me, like, if I said that, I'm not getting quoted on ESPN. So I'm saying of someone that's going to make the news, you know, but this is why, give me a moment here, but this is why we have a problem in society that we look at people that are actors or athletes or, you know, celebrities, and we think their opinion means more than the layman. And 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 it's the most yeah. asinine thing in the world they because really someone do. is is a great football player, a basketball player, or can act, and they're making millions means that their opinion carries more weight. Now that doesn't mean that I don't appreciate when LeBron James uses his platform or Colin Kaepernick uses his platform to make a statement. I'm okay with that. That's not what I'm talking about. But when you're asking someone's opinion about something, they're a person just like me. Just like Dr. Train, just like J.B., and their opinion as a human being carries no more weight than anybody else. The president is the president, so we got to cut him some slack because the president, you know, he, 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 you know, he's elected to have opinions and make these decisions. Unfortunately, we've got a bum in office. But I'm just saying. So I'm not saying I'm not saying president. I'm not even saying politicians because that's their job. But I'm talking about athletes and celebrities and these superstars, and they get asked these questions, and, and oh my god, can you believe that such and such said such and such? Yeah, I can believe it. He's a fucking moron. That's why I believe it. Just because, you know, my, uh, Bill Parcells said it better than anyone I've ever heard. Bill Parcells was interviewed once, and they were like, you know, man, you know, so so much about football, and wow, you know, you know, and yeah, he wasn't in the Hall of Fame at the time, and and they were asking about that, and he was like, well, you know, I, I know a thing or two about football, but, you know, you take me out of football, and I'm I'm an average Joe. <laughs> you know, I don't know, I, you know, you start talking about politics, and I don't know more than the next person. You start talking about science, I don't, you know, he's like, so don't don't make me out to be smarter than I really am. I happen to know something about football, and he's so right, you know. You ask Bill Parcell about mortgages, and he's clueless. I'll talk circles around him all day and night. Dr. Tran over there with his Ph.D., J.B. over there with his bachelor's. We all have specialties that you could bring these superstars into our world, and let's talk to them about our specialty and their clueless. They just happen to make a lot of money. I just wish that we could get away from the ideal of the celebrity knows more than the layman, because they don't. And for us to seek them out and to get their quote and to say, what do you think about the Constitution? I don't care. I know about the Constitution. I don't want your opinion about it. I really don't. Tell somebody else. TV. Anyway, I'm done. I'm just getting getting annoyed. Anyway, we don't spend 45 minutes on this. Well, thank you, Dr. Train. I appreciate that. But we don't spend 45 minutes on it. I'm glad you liked it, man, because, you know, I respect you, Dr. Train. So, you know, if K-Star had yeah, it, said it, I would have just won. But you, you said
2: <laughs> it. It was needed. It was definitely needed.
0: <laughs>
1: For son, Junkyard, because all this shit is a bunch of junk. You know, it's a bunch of junk had to go there. All right, let's talk some football. Let's touch on some of the highlights. Um, let's start. Let's go right back to Dr. Train. I want to give him the floor. I want I want your take on it, man. Your, 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 your second, uh, second number two, uh, first round, second pick of the draft. Finally got his first start. Um, came up a little short at the end of the game. But, you know, are you in a position – what's your take on his – and I guess, you know, to, to keep it, to keep it um, clear, you know, we saw the game, but what's your take on the decision now with the outcome of the game? Are you comfortable with moving forward with him? you think this was the right time? Did he show you enough where he can grow and develop and really be your franchise quarterback or, or after one game? And, and, and I know it's only one game, so I, I get you need a body of work. But if you had to say after one game, If it was a good move or not a good move, based on what you saw last night, how do you feel about uh, him as your starting quarterback?
3: It's a good move, T.
1: You know, I'm
3: trying to hold back my
0: excitement.
3: (laughs) 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 No, man, it's it's a good move. Um, It's been a – the last time I was excited to really see a quarterback (laughs) under center for us. Was when we got Jay Color in, in in a trade. I was like, "Oh, finally a dude with with potential." Ever since then, it was like Cussie living through the same dream slash nightmare uh, because you're having to deal with the same woes at at the position. So here we are. We see a rookie that shows this poise, shows like he's not afraid of the big stage. Like he's been there before, like this is where he belongs. We see it in preseason and we gotta deal with Glenn and finally we give him the reins and it was exciting to watch, bro. Like I'm looking at every throw, looking at everything he does and he made the mistakes, but it was just like, All right, he's a rookie. And it's just he just looks like that one dude that's like, you know what? I won't do that mistake again. You know, it just looks like a guy that's full of confidence, uh, full of command. And then when I read everything the next day in the article, it's one thing to be a fan and you be on the outside looking in. You'd be like, "Man, this dude's like he's ready. I'm, I'm hyped. Our team will be good in like two, three years. Man, I can't wait." But when you read the articles and the players in the locker room, that's why I like. I like to read stuff that players say. And when the players are saying, when they're saying that the locker room is still kind of upbeat after a loss, and after a loss was that close, where you, you knew you had this team, you had mad momentum early on. The refs didn't help you out too much, but I won't I won't get on the refs right now. But you had some momentum. You left, some, you left some, some plays out there on the field. You had a chance to win it. They were still, in a sense, way more upbeat than they would have been had Glennon been at the helm. Because in their eyes, it's like... We, we got our we got our quarterback. This dude can ball, and that's that's all I see. I see a dude that that can ball, that can make plays, that can move us up and down the field. And I, you know, unless all of a sudden he, he just turned the crap, I don't I don't really see it. I see the arrow pointing up. I like that they made the move. People will say should it should have had done sooner. I'm like honestly, man, it's just right on time. Because you really needed to, you needed to make sure what you had in Glennon. Now, people would say, yeah, you could have started preseason. If they would have made the move before the season started, I wouldn't have been mad either. Because there was nothing in preseason that Glennon showed that he could take command of the team. It's not, about, it's not about constantly putting up points. It's like, dude, do you command this team? Do you have the it factor? You know what I'm saying? Do you look like you belong? Mitch looked like he's Yeah
1: uh, So uh, Yeah I,
0: I,
3: I, I gotta
1: I gotta com- I gotta completely Agree with you um, I think You know When I watch Jay Cutler Over in Miami I see the same The same old same I actually laughed last week, and, I, you know, I was not myself last week, so there were a lot of things I wanted to talk about, but I just wasn't there. But, you know, the Wildcat where he just went out there and stood with his hands on his hips, I'm like, yep, that's Jay oh Cutler. <laughs> that's wow. Jay Cutler. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's Jay Cutler.
2: That you know, I one. mean. You don't need to be in shape. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. 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 <laughs> I, mean, I mean, and this is
1: what you guys had to suffer through. And now you've got a young lion, he's hungry, he seems like a good kid, working hard, and he's got that, he's got that it. You know, I think we are in the middle of a very interesting transition in the NFL, I, I think everyone better wake up. You got, a, you got yep. this kid, you got Sean Watson, you got Carson Wentz, you got Dak Prescott, you know, you, you've got a, a, a litany of young,
0: yes. hungry
1: three year quarterbacks coming through starting, um, you know, they're not all winning, winning, but they're, they're, they're playing well. And I think, you know, now I think Aaron Rodgers, AKA, you know, God, um, he'll be around for a little while, but I think we're, we're, <laughs> we're going to see. Yeah. I'll get to in a minute. Um, we're, you know, Brady is winding down. I'm sorry. He's not going to play to 45, 46. That's wishful thinking. It ain't going to happen. He's winding down. No. Drew Brees is winding down. We're going to get to Big Ben in a minute, but clearly he's winding down. Uh, our horsemen over the next couple of years is going to look different. We're going to be looking at a yes. Dak Prescott and is he a four horsemen, Carson Wentz, Deshaun Watson, you know, um, I don't know who else. I'm looking at just the young. I'm not really looking at. Say Mitch. You know, the, the... say Mitch. T. Say Mitch. It's okay. It's hey, Mitch. I put, in, I, put <laughs> I put him. I put him out there. I put him. will, bro. I will. The one game. Hey, man. He made mistakes, but I'm expecting him to make mistakes. It's his first start. Yeah. But what I liked was the command of the offense. And I liked his head was in the game, and he didn't seem phased. It wasn't bigger than him. And to me, that's what I look for along with talent. But is the moment bigger than you? And when I've been down on quarterbacks over the years, it's because sometimes I, I, I look at attitude. That's why I'm always getting on Cam Newton. Cam Newton's got all the fucking talent in the world. All of it. He's got everything. But his head ain't always there. And that's a problem. And it comes out on the field. OK, and and this kid just from this one game, I was excited for you, train. I gotta admit I was excited for you, brother. It hurts me when well, OK, maybe it doesn't hurt me, but I I, I want to see you a little happy as long as you ain't playing Dallas. Um, I would love to see you knock off fucking Green Bay, please, 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 <laughs> please. But anyway, um, I, I just think we're in we're in a really. Um, a transitional period here and I think everyone, you know, if you're fans of these older quarterbacks the Breezes of the world, and Breezes won me some money, so I love the guy, the Brady's, the Big Ben's um, I think we're, these guys are they're, they're winding down, and they're going to be leaving the NFL, and we saw Peyton Manning go, and there'll never be another Peyton Manning, I mean he was exciting to watch in his prime, and there'll never be another Peyton Manning. And when these guys go, there'll never, another, there'll never be another Drew Brees. Guys throwing for 5,000 yards every year like I'm eating oatmeal. There'll never be a Tom Brady. I mean, this is it, so enjoy it. But at the same time, get excited about this next generation, because this next generation is looking yeah. – you know, we're going to see rivalries for the next many years. You know, I'm excited about um, – I, I mean, and I, I, I might as well go there now, and I'm bring JB in on this one. Hey, you know, Dallas Cowboy fans. Hey, man, I get it. I get it. I, you know, I get it. The guy did it to us again. You know, Michael Irvin called Jerry Rice Jesus on cleats. Well, there's another one, and his name is Aaron Rodgers. The guy is just that damn good. Okay, period. And yes, we can dissect the game. And what if? What if? Uh, Terrence Williams doesn't bop, juggle the ball, and it's a pick six. What if, um, you know, a couple of penalties that happened or when they had the second down um, and they threw the ball to fade to Dez and then they ran in the touchdown and left the men in 13, what if they had ran the ball, you know, um, uh, when when Rodgers ran for uh, the first down, um, you know, they had a spy and they had a linebacker and they got confused. I don't know if you guys knew this or not, but they got confused. One person was supposed to stay and spy Rogers, The other person was to follow the running back out of backfield. Well, they both followed the running back and that's why Rogers had a lane. We can second guess all of that and the mistake. Rogers is just that damn good. Okay, period. That's it. He's just that good. And he did it to us again. But here's where I'm at on this. Here's where I'm at. I'm with Dr. Train. Did y'all see the game that Dak Prescott played? Did y'all see him battle Aaron Rodgers like he did in the playoffs? Dak Prescott battled one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time to the wire. And he wasn't phased. The moment wasn't bigger than him. He did everything in his power to win that game. If you as a Cowboy fan aren't excited to see that, that's where you need to be right now instead of crying and sulking in your cereal, look at that. Zeke started to get on track a little bit. You see a little something. Dez started to look a little bit like himself. Cole Beasley had two touchdowns. The offense started to look good. I ain't worried about the defense. Sean Lee ain't played the last two games. He's your quarterback. He's your Luke Kukli. He's your Ray Lewis. He's your, your stud. He ain't played the last two games. He'll be back for San Francisco. We got Hitchens back. We've got some, some young cornerbacks that are growing every game. Right now they're getting toasted, but they're learning. So instead of sitting back and, mm, we could have did this, and we should, hey, I get it. I've been, I've been there. I understand how it feels. I know. But you know what? It don't matter. We lost. We played God on cleats. He came in. This dude is phenomenal. Take your, tip your hat to him. Congratulate them. And then let's move on, and let's be positive about what we saw out of this team, how this team fought to the end, and how this team could be four and one. They're doing three, but a couple plays away from four and one, I'm okay. I like, I like our chances. I like what I see. I like the fight. I like the battle. Now, I will say, and then I'll bring JB in, a little worried about coaching. I'm seeing some things out of the coaching that I'm not thrilled with, and um. I'm just gonna say I'm not gonna get into details just yet. I'm just gonna say I'm a little concerned about the coaching, and let's see what happens over the next several weeks. And I'm just gonna leave that right there. JP, your thoughts on the Packers doing it to us again? Well, let me
2: before I get into that. Let me back up and because <laughs> I'd like to talk about uh, Trubisky real quick too because I, yeah, I too was impressed watching him. Um there, there was one particular point, it was very early in the first quarter, where I said to myself, all right, this guy may actually have it. It was third and ten, and Bears were driving. And he had a roll to his right, and he was, um, I guess there was another receiver hitting down the sideline. He was able to hit him right where he needed to for a first down. Ended up being a holding penalty. He called it back. But the fact that he was able to make a, a clutch throw at a critical point, third and 10 in driving, and he nailed it. I was like, okay. This is only to do is 14 starts since high school, 13 starts in North Carolina first professional start here i i am a, a big fan myself. I think he's he's on his way. If you look at the numbers, just the box score doesn't look like he had a good game, but it's always about the eye test and the eye test until and, and you hit it right on the head. the moment didn't seem too big for him. The game didn't seem too big for him. He's playing the Vikings a better-than-average defense on a Monday night where everybody's watching, and he almost pulled it out. He almost pulled it out. So, uh, Dr. Train, you should definitely be excited. I'm excited for you because it looks like for once in, in a long time you may actually have a legitimate quarterback. As long as he continues to stay on the course, y'all look pretty good. So, with that being said, going to the Cowboy Packer game, and you, you, you took a lot of what I was going to say also because I saw the same thing too. I saw Dak going back, just slinging it, left, right, and center. I'm talking about a team that scored 31 points against the Packers. They scored 30 points against the Rams. The offense is there. It's coming around. I'm, I'm not concerned about that either. And the fact that you've lost two consecutive games by a total of, what, nine points, this is the same team that was winning those games last year. So, at some point, I'm sure they're going to figure it out. So, I'm not going to be one salt in my head and my discipline. Of course, I mean, that's my team. I want them to win. But it's things that you see within a game that make you say, all right, I can see where the wheels are starting to finally get some traction now instead of constantly spinning the tires. I can see them actually finally starting to dig into the pavement and take off. The the cornerbacks, yeah, they're getting burned, but you know what? The whole secondary had to be revamped. So you're going to have to learn on the fly. You got a very young secondary back there. They're just going to have to learn as you go along. You're still in a weak division as far as I'm concerned because, Eagles at 4-1, they seem solid, but I still don't see them as a team that can just take this division and run away with it. I just I just don't see it. There's too many weapons on the offensive side for the Cowboys to let that happen. Defensively, I, I see them getting healthy and getting it together. The coaching piece, I, I kind of agree with you, T. A little questionable, but maybe when they start to get some of these forces back, maybe they can start to develop some better teams that put people in the right position to make plays. So, I'm in agreement with that. Also, it's just Aaron Rodgers is, 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 he is a bad man. And when I saw how much time was left on the clock, I was like, well, two and three. Well, I guess that's it. it? That yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, when, when when I saw when I saw that tuck it in and running for a touchdown, I looked at the clock. I said, oh shit, that's too much damn time. Oh, well, it's a good game. And you saw what happened. But I, I am excited for for what's going, what's ahead, what's coming. I, I just think that um, as long as they keep working at it, and and I don't know if you read the comments about Lewis, he owned up to it, and and I like that. I mean, obviously it's just words and what else you're gonna say, but you gotta give it, take it for what it's worth. He understood what was going on. He played a good game, but unfortunately, Aaron put it in a spot where only Aaron can put it, and and Adams made a catch only Adams can make. So you you like you said, you tip your cap, you say hey made the play when you need to make the play, you move on. And he seems like the type that's going to turn around and learn from that and be ready the next time around. So if that same type of play comes up, I think he'll be ready to defend that one. So I, I feel good. Even though it's a loss, I still feel good.
1: Yeah, I, I uh, yeah, I mean, David Urban came back, made an immediate impact, um, Demarcus yep. Lawrence is still out there balling. You get you get Sean Lee back a hundred percent, and I and I respect their decision. He could have played, but they knew they had a bye week, and let's give him let's give him two more weeks to rest get that hamstring, because hamstring ain't something to play with, you know. He's had this before, nope. so let's 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 play it safe. You got Hitchens back. Um, you know, I, I think Jalen Smith is he needs some he needs some rest now. He he's played a he's had to play a lot more plays than they wanted to play him because Hitchens was out and Sean Lee was out. But now that these guys coming back, I think they can put him back in you know 35-40 play rotation, and I think he'll go back to being because the first couple games he was a stud. Um, it's just the secondary's got to mature. The secondary's got to mature. It's all it's young. You know, it's young. Other than Skandrick, it's young. I'm not worried. I'm really not. People may think I'm, you know, I'm not sitting over here in the land of delusion. I'm not a Giant fan. And, you know what I mean? I'm not not sitting over here being stupid. I I, I get it. We're two and three, and the Eagles are four and one, and they're up on us by two games. Got you. We played them twice. I'm good. You know, I, I just know the metal of this team. And people getting down over this is understandable because it happened again, and it's not so much that it happened this time. You're still remembering the playoff game that we had won, and he came and pulled that one out, okay? You're still remembering the game in Lambeau with Dez and the catch that wasn't a catch that was a catch, okay? I get it, and it's getting to the point where, you know, it's like, damn, this guy again. I get it. But I like our team, and I like Dak. I don't think Dak's gonna back down one iota. And if you and and, and I'm sorry, even though uh, Tom or uh, Aaron Rodgers had the ball last, you flip that around, and and if Dak has the ball last, I think Dak comes and does the same thing back to them, and we win the game. That's how good I feel about it. I think whoever was gonna have the ball last. It's going to win that game. And if Terrence Williams – okay, I'm going to give me – I'm going to go the 1-1-F. If Terrence Williams doesn't bobble that ball for a pick six, the Cowboys are going to drive down and put that game out of reach because it's 24-22 and they've got the ball. And if Williams doesn't bo- you know, make that stupid juggle and then it goes – pops right into the Why? Well, you know what gets me is that happens against the Cowboys all the time. It never happens to the Cowboys. That happens to Cowboys all the time. Someone mishandles the ball, pops up in the air, the other team gets it, pick six. We we are never in that position. But anyway, I digress. My point is, I'll give you the one what if. If he makes that catch or if it's an incomplete pass, I feel pretty good about the Cowboys' chances to go down and score, like they did the next drive, and make that now a nine-point game with maybe three or four minutes to go. And now it's a different discussion. But it didn't happen. God on cleats came in and did it again. Nothing but respect for the guy, but I hope we see him again in the playoffs because I want him. I want him back. I don't care where it is. We'll go up to your stadium. You come down to ours. I don't care. I want to see that boy again in the playoffs. Punk-ass, motherfucker. Anyway.
2: Um. <laughs> yeah, I was doing a lot of that too, boy. Yeah, I don't even want, man. I had so me some kid. Hennessy White, bro. I'm going to tell you that Hennessy White is nice. The ball was nice. hot.
1: No, he's yeah, talking real nice all right hey let's before we before we uh we will be uh, we lost train again train keep dropping man i don't understand what's up with his phone um let's talk uh power rankings um let's just make sure we got him back dr train you with us man you, you going through You, you, you man, man, through a jungle? I,
3: no I, I grabbed the phone and messed around and grabbed the robot but yeah, I was. What I was gonna say is, y'all sound like Bears fans towards the end. Of, towards the end of that 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 topic of conversation <laughs> talking about how much y'all hate Aaron Rodgers.
0: Welcome to the fold, <laughs> man.
3: <I'm> all, <laughs> come on
2: in. Group hug on that one. Yeah, man. Hey, <laughs> yeah, man. Hey, Kumbaya. Hey, Kumbaya,
1: Lord. Kumbaya. You know, hate man. You, you. You know, you, you 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 know, you're right. And 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 you know, it's just saying, Oh, you know, Cowboys and and, and the Packers is becoming a nice rivalry. And Barry Switch was like, What do you mean becoming? Has been a rivalry since before most of you was born. What are you talking about? Um but I'm yeah. like, a rivalry we gotta win some. <laughs> you know, that ain't a rivalry. We play well, but keep losing. That ain't a rivalry. So, <laughs> right. uh, oh man. Anyway, um, Hey, you know what, though? I feel good that at some point people are going to start feeling that way about the Cowboys and and team, and it's going to be like, that damn Dak did it to us again. Good God. You know, it's it's coming. Uh, Power rankings. Yes. Power rankings after week five. And this is week five, Dr. Train. Not week six yet. It's week five. Oh, okay. They played oh, After. Five games. Week. After.
3: After. Right, right.
0: right, right, right. Yeah.
1: Right. So based on um, the five weeks we have, we have a, a cumulative power ranking submitted by myself, Dr. Train and JB. Nothing from K-Star because he's out partying on a Tuesday night. But anyway, um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> on a
1: Tuesday, on a Tuesday, playing Tuesday week somewhere. Yeah, he probably was doing, you know, you remember that? Remember the football? We used to take the paper and fold it up. Make a little triangle yep. out of paper and play football. That's what he's doing <laughs> somewhere, man. He's, he's, you know, he's having a hell of birthday with that with, football.
2: Waiting
1: for the tip on the edge, touchdown. am <laughs> like ah, oh, damn, you scored again. Yeah, shit. Anyway, <laughs> number five is the Eagles. Number four, the Atlanta Falcons. Number three, Green Bay motherfucking Packers. Number two, I love when I rate the show. I can, just, I can just get nasty and raw. Um, that's because I know my mama ain't listening. But anyway, you know what I'm saying? If mama was listening, we go right back to G. I'd be like, gosh darn golly. You know? um,
2: G. Willikers. Pack-
1: yeah, G. Willikers. Packers at number three. The Carolina Panthers. Surprising to me. Let's see what Cam does Thursday night. Now, all this talk, Cam. Thursday night, you got the Eagles. You better do something for me. I need you now, Cam. Okay? I need you, brother. And number one, undisputed, of course, is the uh, Kansas City Chiefs, five and zero, looking good, looking like a looking like a juggernaut. But you know, we've been down this road. We've seen this movie with Kansas City before. Let's just see how the season plays out. Right now, they are the best team in 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 the NFL. But let's see how this let's see how this movie ends. Um, last topic um, will be the Steelers. And uh kind of wanted K-Star's impact uh, 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 viewpoint, but fuck him. Um, Big Ben was interviewed. They're <laughs> 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 <Yeah. Yeah. laughs> <We're> playing Tilly <laughs> birthday. You know what I'm saying? You know. Can you dig it? You Can you dig it? <laughs> Can, you <laughs> dig it? Oh, Can
2: you dig it? Yeah, you maybe,
1: know what I'm saying? Maybe,
2: that's a good Ooh. reminder, J.B., not to celebrate our birthdays on Tuesdays. <laughs> I'm so <laughs> you glad I'm on
0: June.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know, mine is coming up next month, and if I'm not mistaken, let me see. I, I got to check now. Now you make me nervous, there.
0: Drink $2, uh, too, be good. See,
2: dog. My- mine's on a Sunday. <laughs> mine's on a Sunday. you are good.
1: There you go. <laughs> yeah, man. <Get> up, <laughs> I'll, be I'll be like, my birthday was yesterday. Hey, you know what? If you said, hey, I'm going on, like, I went to Miami, right? Okay, that's a party. You know, if, if you go somewhere, if you're like, hey, man, I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be on a trip the, the whole week of my birthday. Hey, I got you, baby. It's good. You know, you got a trip for work. It's good. You, got, you know what I mean? You talking about I'm going to celebrate. It's my birthday tonight. It's Tuesday, dog. It's Tuesday. <laughs> I mean, it's your right. But what the fuck are you doing on a Tuesday night? with somebody please? Okay, anyway, let me just stop. Let me just stop. I told you what you doing. What now, if you come back and say he was in, a he was at, as Pac-Man Jones would say, a script club, all right, then I'll probably take back everything I said. If he says, you know, T, I, I was out, man. I was at a script club, man. I was, you know, my fellow took me out, and he was checking out some girls, and I'd be like, all right, man, all right, you got me. You got me. That's about the only thing. That's really about it on a Tuesday night, unless you are in like one of the big party cities. That's really it. That's about all you got. So he better come back talking about he was sitting over there with with you know with 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 Diamond over there in the VIP room. You know that's what that's what we better hear next week. I was chilling with Diamond in the VIP room on my birthday. T what? Then I'll be like you know okay, star my back, my bust baby my bust man. Nah. It's all good, man. By the way, your girl listening right now, does she know you were with Diamond? Anyway. (laughs) Okay, I called your girl. I had to listen to the show, man. She was like, Diamond, who the hell is Diamond? Anyway. All right. um, Last topic of the night. Oh, man. Big Ben. I want to go to Dr. Train first on this one um, because, you know, you were the one. You were the one who coined the phrase on the Madden voice. I give you 100% credit for the phrase, the four horsemen and the four horsemen for everyone out there. Who's listening. If you've been a fan for a long time, thank you. If it's your first time listening, the four horsemen is how we describe the top four quarterbacks in the NFL. Are you good enough to be a horseman for years? It was Peyton Manning, Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, and Tom Brady. Peyton has retired we replaced him with Ben Roethlisberger. We felt that, you know, when Ben won his Super Bowls, it had a lot to do with Ben. When Eli won his Super Bowls, it was more to do with the defense. And and, and Eli, like, assuming they don't go this year, it's like seven out of nine years that he don't even make the playoffs. So, sorry, Eli, you, you, you're not four-horsemen eligible, but Ben was. And um, so we felt pretty good about putting Ben in in place of Peyton Manning. However, in the off season. There were button rumors about Ben retiring. And Ben ultimately came back. I believe he's 35. He came back. Um, But this past week, they got mollywopped by the Jaguars, including our old safety, Barry Church. Got a pick six off of him. Didn't do that in Dallas. He goes over there and does that. I don't like you no more, Barry. But anyway, um, mollywopped by the Jaguars, not looking good at all. A lot of rumblings about one ball. Who's getting the ball? Antonio Brown wants the ball more. Le'Veon Bell says we should be running the ball more. It's just a mess over there. And in the middle of it all, Big Ben comes and says, and some thought maybe he was being facetious. Maybe he was, maybe he wasn't. But he made the statement, maybe I don't have it anymore. Because he did throw five picks, and he didn't. And I, I saw highlights of the game. And, again, we can go right back to what we talked about earlier, Body language, leadership, attitude, and he looked defeated. I have never seen Ben look like that. He looked defeated. He just looked like he, you know what he looked like? And then I'll I turn it over to Train. Y'all remember Matt Schaub? Used to play for the Texans? Remember well, huh. Matt Schaub? <laughs> On the stretch, kept throwing pick six? Yeah, like mm-hmm. five six Throwing pick six? And he just, and he had this look like, I don't know what, what the hell happened? That's what Matt Schaub did because it kept happening. Every game, another pick six. It was like five or six games in a row before they finally benched his ass, and he, never became, he was never a starter again. He got traded, and he, he, you know his career, and now, of course, he's not even in the NFL anymore. But Ben started to look like that to me. Ben looked like he was totally confused. Train, I'm going to ask you, what are your thoughts on this? Is, 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 was Ben being serious? Was he being facetious based on what you think and what you know? Is this the decline of Ben Roethlisberger? Is he all done? Should he even? I heard Stephen A. Smith say, Ben should just retire. What are your thoughts, Dr. Train?
3: Man, you know, even though I, uh, this is my most hated team on the NFL, Green Bay Packers. You know, Brett Favre was at this point at this he, – he was at this, you know, at this turnstile at one time in his career where he didn't want to go through the practices, almost like he wanted to play the regular season without going through practices, but he was getting to that point. And for Big Ben, man, to – he didn't look good in Chicago, and I appreciate uh, – I appreciate K-Star not saying, you know what I'm saying, we beat ourselves or we gave in the game, because Chicago played really good defense on their game, to be able to knock away the ball and not allow some receivers to get open. Uh, And the first thing is, is, is stopping the run. I didn't take a look at the Jaguars game, so I don't know in detail. But What I do know is when your language starts to talk about you not having it anymore, that's a problem. <laughs> That's a problem in itself. Hmm. As as bad as 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 uncrisp as Tom Brady may have looked over these first five weeks, now he look he, he has not looked like the like like the guy even from last year. That is not his language when I mean, he's in front of the media. It is not a talk about of whether he got it anymore. It's to talk about we need to clean up the stuff that that we we, we need to clean the stuff up. We need to clean up what, what's what's not going right on the field. So, my issue with 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 Big Ben more than anything is is the language, and if that's language, that means that's your mindset. Man, you don't do your team any justice. None. You, I mean, for Le'Veon to get going, for Antonio Brown to even be a beast of a receiver, dude, they need you to to ball and to want to ball to get over whatever you feel like is slowing you down. And it just it it, it doesn't it, it doesn't look good.
0: JB
2: thoughts Yeah I got I got plenty of thoughts on this actually. Um you know for for one I'll give Big Ben a bit of a pass because you throw five picks, you play basically the worst game in your life, and you got a microphone stuck to your face. And maybe he didn't use the correct choice of words. You get a lot of emotion after playing such a horrible game. So, it, to a certain extent, I give him the benefit of the doubt because of that. Um, it, obviously, you look at some of the others. I think, Train, you just mentioned the Tom Brady's of the world probably wouldn't have gone to that extent, and I agree. Um, Tony Roma. but but I still I, uh, I still will give him a little bit uh, back towards that. The second thing I want to say is this seems to be a microcosm of the entire Steeler year, though, because we talked about this last week with with um, Antonio Brown and his antics, and and we've seen Le'Veon Bell and his antics. We've heard Big Ben talk about retirement or during the off season, and once you start bringing up the R word you might as well be the R-word. And I think that's part of the problem here also. I don't know if he had to be talked back into playing or if he was just contemplating or what have you. But once you start talking about it and things starts to set in, especially in off season, you got a little bit of time to chill out. You start getting a little bit comfortable with it. So maybe that's got a little bit to do with that as well. Uh, the, the, the thing that I want to see is you play one of the worst games you ever played. What are you going to do next week? How are you going to follow up that performance? Are you going to come back and be the Big Ben that everybody knows, or are you going to throw up another stinker? That's really the question that needs to be had, and, and I'm waiting to see what that answer is going to be. And I, I wish K-Star was here because this is his team, and he would know the most about the ins and outs. But it's, it's, everybody has a bad game. Everybody is, is going to perform at, at a low point at some point in their career. Yeah. What do you do after that? That's what I want to see. What's he going to do after that? Because if he plays the way he's supposed to play, then maybe some of these critics can get silenced a little bit. But if he has something that resembles anywhere remotely close to what happened, and the the is going to get louder. And and I saw bits and pieces of of the uh, of the highlights, and I saw the interviews and whatnot. And some of those throws weren't his fault. Some of those were were good defensive plays. Some of them were just him getting hit and the ball coming out. But he's got to bounce back. And if he doesn't bounce back, he's not going to sign the credit. It's only going to get worse.
1: So you, you want to hear K-Star's prediction, huh?
2: All right. Obviously, Sears went with this game. They're on defense uh, in total yards and scoring, playing the most one of the most anedic offenses in all of football. football. Um, the ankle for Big Ben is a lot better than what it was uh, against San Francisco, which is definitely uh, good news. But uh, while we lost Mennon Hall, you know, again, uh, Mike and Antonio Brown, two prolific receivers for us. Uh, I just don't see how, you know, Tim Tebow and the Broncos can match
3: us point for point uh, at, at mile high. Um, again, that offense is just horrendous to begin with, and they're playing against their one defense in the league. Uh, Troy Molly, James Harris, Lamar Wilson, they
2: Cone for you, Tim Tebow. I love you, but not this Sunday. Not this time.
1: So my <laughs> point in playing that is I don't know that Tim, that I don't know that K-Star would bring any value to this discussion on what Ben's going to do because he's going to be the eternal optimist because he's a homer. Um, I was more interested in his take on what we saw in Ben's comments, but eh, I could give a crap what he thinks about Ben's going to do because I know what he's going to say. He's going to say Ben's going to be Ben and he's going to do great and he's going to throw for 8,000 yards and they're going to win. and you know. Um, I don't give Ben a pass because I wouldn't give anybody a pass. Tony Romo's thrown five picks twice in his career and he had to stand up there and be a man and be positive and and talk about regrouping and you know and taking it on the chin and we've seen a lot of quarterbacks have bad games and have to get up there and when cam got up there and didn't do the right thing i was all over him And I expect even more from Big Ben. I don't expect to hear him say, I don't, I don't. My opinion, I don't care that you got a mic. That's your job. That's why you make millions of dollars is to regroup, to go out there, do a three or four minute interview. And then when you go in the locker room, if you want to throw your helmet against the wall and cuss and bitch and moan, hey, that's your business. Right now, when you're being interviewed and your fans and the team is listening to you, what's the message you want to send? And this time, he sent a crappy message. The message of I may I may maybe I've lost it is not the message you want to say. Now, where I will give him a break is I predict he will have a bounce back game and play well. And you know, um, they better because they're going to Kansas City. So there's no time to sit back and um, you know and why and why that game that game should be flexed to the night game. Screw the damn Giants and the Broncos. That's the that's the that's the night game. The 0-5 Giants going to Denver. That's the night game. And the Pittsburgh is, Pittsburgh is the late game. You should flex the Pittsburgh game and get rid of the Giants. But, but hey, whatever, what do I know? Anyway, um, but I will say I expect Ben to play much better. I expect him to be the champion that he is, the Hall of Famer that he will be, and to come back and play well. I was disappointed because I expect more from Ben. He's a four-horseman. He's a great quarterback. He's a great leader. He plays for a great leader, a great organization, and he disappointed me as a football fan. And um, now, you know, now if they go into Kansas City and get mollywopped and he has another bad game, I don't know what's going to happen. You know, I don't know what's going to happen. But he needs to play well on Sunday, and he needs to lead his team. And like I said, when Cam Newton went up there and had interviews, post-game interviews, I was all over him. And I'll be all over any – leader we just talked about jordan lewis as a rookie and how he took it on the chin at his post-game interview there's a lot of these guys that are out there rookies second-year players and they have bad games and they go out there and stand in front of the camera and they take it on the chin well ben you had a bad game man i don't want to hear unless you're retiring i don't want to hear maybe i don't got it i want to hear i had a bad game you know i'm human didn't play well today at all we're gonna watch the film we're gonna learn from our mistakes. We got a big challenge coming up. Kansas City will be ready. you know i liked I liked um this
2: I just told the guys I appreciate
1: the spirit and energy in which they fought um please don't talk to me about more victories and things of that nature uh that'd be disrespectful to those guys in the room uh we We didn't get the job done. we came up short uh we accept responsibility for that um you know. We will not go gently. Uh, we're going to unleash hell here in December because we have to. We won't go in the shell. We're going to go in attack mode because uh, that's what's required. But uh, came up short tonight. That's what I'm talking about. Y'all feel me? That's what I'm talking about. That was Mike Tomlin a few years ago. Save that clip because I love it. That's what I'm talking about. We're going to unleash holy hell. You know what I mean? We're not going to go quietly. We're going to go into attack mode. That's what I'm looking to hear from Ben. I want Ben to get up there and, hey, be mad that you had a bad game, but come out determined in that interview. You know, have that hunger. Hey, we've all competed and played some level of sports, all of us on this phone. And when you have a bad performance, to me, the thing you want the most is to get right back out there and play better. You know, I ran track. If I had a bad race, I couldn't wait till the next fucking meet to get out there and run better. I played basketball, had a bad game, couldn't wait to get back out there and play again. And I wasn't a superstar. Well, okay, maybe I was. But my point is, I wasn't getting paid. Okay? These dudes, you're getting paid millions and millions of dollars. And you're a leader. You are a leader. You are a Hall of Famer. You are going. I'm sorry. There's no doubt in my mind that Ben Roethlisberger will go to the Hall of Fame. There's no doubt in my mind that he will go, and he deserves to go. That's how you want to be remembered? And I'm sorry. Y'all both mentioned Brett Favre. Hey, don't play the Brett Favre game. We see where that got Brett Favre. Some dude named Aaron Rodgers came in and took your job because you played the retirement game one year too many. Maybe I should retire. Maybe I shouldn't. Let me see. I'll let y'all know. And then finally Ted Thompson and Mike McCarthy said, Hey, hold up. We got a guy sitting on the bench that we think is gonna be pretty damn good. And he's been waiting patiently for his turn. And says you wanna play games with us, we love you, Brett, but we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna go ahead and go to um Aaron. We're gonna go ahead and get ready for our season and it's Aaron's team. Oh oh, you wanna play now? Yeah, um I think I think Minnesota might be looking for a quarterback. You know <laughs> You know, I think the Jets might be looking for a quarterback. You know, yeah, go ahead. Go on, go on, was we done with this game. Ben, as great as you are, Brett Favre was pretty damn great too, and he wore out his welcome. Be careful. Don't play that game. If you're gonna retire, just retire. Don't be floating that shit out there. I'm trying to tell you, the Steelers ain't the one. They're not the one. The Rooney family ain't gonna play that. At some point, they're going to say, thank you, Ben. We appreciate it. But you know what? We're going to go get you replaced, bruh. All right. And I said my piece. All right, gentlemen, we have reached the end of the show. Um, K-Star was managing the game picks. I didn't do game picks. I really don't care about game picks, be honest with you. I make sure I get my pick a man. in. I'm barely edging out everybody, barely. I'm still leading, but... Not by much. I think I think it's like uh I'm leading by like one game. Yeah. Yeah. So um so hey, if anybody's on NFL pick 'em and want to join, it's the Madden Voice. There's no password, feel free to join. Join, pick against pick against your co host to see how you do. Um that said, final words. Uh Doctor Train, any final words? <laughs>
3: Man, I'm just excited for next Sunday, bro. Uh, I can see my rookie quarterback play again, man. You, you can't be. <laughs> I, I I can only imagine, and and I don't know if it was as, as sweet as it was for you guys when when you, when that came on the scene because, you know, you kind of had Tony Romo there also, so you were you were even it's almost like you were excited. You were already excited because you knew the Dallas Cowboys was gonna be better this you had a you had an angle day you're gonna be better. You had Tony Romo coming back, you know what I'm saying. You were you, you had that to show poise in the preseason but, you know, it's different for Chicago we had nothing. Our starter was Mike Glennon. you know, and now we got this rookie and this rookie is like showing, you know, that he's ready for this game. And then you got uh um and then the other thing in regards to the to the pick'em, um, yeah, it's a lot of parity in this league, and clearly I can't I can't pick a winner to save my life. These teams are not doing what we expect, um, so it just makes for more exciting football. I, 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 I was I was at the beginning of the season. I was I was in I was on the on the side of getting rid of Thursday night football because last year's Thursday night football was crap, like. Almost ninety percent of the games were almost blowouts. This year's been a little different, even though I still am am a fan of having you know of, of players being able to get their rest and 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 be ready for the for the following week. You know, some players have have complained that you know trying to turn a get a turnover in like three days practice and get ready to play ball for this next team. You just you never fully at a hundred percent, but. We'll see as the season goes on. So far, Thursday night football has looked a lot better than than it did last year.
1: Yeah, and, and one other thing. You you're you're going to Baltimore to play the Ravens. What are your thoughts on your chances against the Ravens? Uh
3: honestly I actually I actually like our chances. The the the, the one thing that's kinda of hurting Chicago right now is we're starting to rack up injuries a little a little too much, like it's it was one thing to hit our starters. Now it's starting to hit our depth, and we we don't have all. Not but the, the the Ravens have not been playing really playing, you know, consistent good ball. They've been like an up and down team. So I don't see any reason why I should think we're going into Baltimore, which is going to lose. Like no, I don't I I, I don't see it. They, they they're not they're not like they're playing like an upper echelon team. Uh, and I'll, I don't know quite what their record is. Three, three and two, two. two. two and three. Yeah.
2: three and two. Okay, three
3: and two. But um, I, I like Chicago's chances. You know what I'm saying? With with Mr. Busy, I think we have a chance uh, to definitely move the ball offensively, and our defense is starting to get their bearings. Trevathan will be back, you know, after after having the one one week suspension. So we'll have our core. We we'll have our quarterback on our defense to get our our men lined up because. Uh, we allowed a huge touchdown last night simply because you had a young guy and no linebacker and didn't have, didn't have a defense set. And Jared McKinnon just ran straight through untouched. <laughs> like a 70, I don't know, 60 yards or how many, how many yard touchdown run. Uh, so I like our chances. And lastly, since you gave me a chance to say something again, I'm headed back to Nashville for my homecoming. I haven't been back in five years. I'm excited. I get to take my wife back. So she get to see where I spent almost half my life <laughs> trying
1: to get my oh, education.
3: Okay. I'm excited about that. And
1: uh, yeah. When is it? Should we should we this scratch is, you for next Tuesday? No, no, it's this weekend. It's this is weekend. Oh, I don't, I don't know. Okay.
3: Yeah, yeah. That's no, good. no. Going back. It's for this weekend. No, I am, I am here. I am definitely here next Tuesday. Just, I'm going to have more biscuit time talk. What are you talking about, man? This is all about all right. Mitch. All right. for the rest of the season. It's right. all about Mitch. All
1: right. You, you yeah. made a compelling argument for the Bears against the Ravens, so I'll be picking the Ravens. Okay, JB, go ahead and. Um... <laughs> <laughs> oh. Any uh, final thoughts, JB? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, Cowboys have like a five week. So, yeah. They
2: walk out the ring. Yeah.
1: Oh, man, oh, man. Hey, you know what? If you in Chicago, I might, I might. But in Baltimore, Mitch is going to need a couple weeks, and then maybe I'll get a couple picks in with him. But anyway, go ahead, JP. Final thoughts, well, well, words. It's,
2: it's, a final thoughts, and, and that's really a great segue, because I think it's – I'm glad we touched upon it, too. That the the slight changing of the guys with the quarterbacks, I think it's phenomenal, obviously, with Trubisky. Don't forget about Mariota in Tennessee – even Jared Goff has looked much better than what we saw last year with the Rams. So it, it is interesting to see how things are evolving and changing. And, and from that perspective. Jameis? So, um, also. That was another one I was about to pull out. They had another bad boy out there from, for the Bucks. So great to see it, and, and obviously looking forward to seeing more of it. Um, another thought that I had, too, and we didn't really touch upon it, was with Jamel Hill being suspended by ESPN. Um, Mm. Don't agree with it. and Obviously, ESPN's got to do what they got to do, and we always talk about money basically is everything cream, cash rules, everything around me. I get it. Still don't agree with it. I still think that um, it it shouldn't have been done. So my support is with Jamel. I like the show, the SC6. So um, that's just my thoughts. It don't mean much, but that's where I'm going with that. (laughs) Last but not least, enjoy football, y'all. Got another week coming up. Big games, our boys are are on a bye, but definitely we'll be paying close attention to all the other games because we're starting to now get into the meat of the season. I told you, once Columbus Day hits, that's when you start paying attention. It's week six. So definitely going to be watching for some trends, watching to see if there's going to be any other big-name injuries going out. Giants' whole receiving corps seems to be joining us watching the games on the sidelines. So it's going to be interesting to see who can uh, who can remain healthy was going to be a surprise victor for the week so enjoy the games
1: yeah thank you jb and dr train and I, i'll comment real quick on Jamel Hill. and i did mean to bring that up um um and by the way adrian peterson was traded to the uh cardinals cardinals yep uh, um and chris johnson um was released and we already know david johnson's out for the year so i'm happy for adrian peterson i'm disappointed that the saints weren't able to uh, integrate him and make him productive and uh, i think this will be a better fit for him and hopefully he can you know have a good solid year for you know as a football fan i i I, when he's playing well the game is even better because he's one of the best to ever do it so hopefully he can have a good year um just quickly on Jamel hill I, i i agree As far as supporting her, but I have to say that, you know, it goes back to what I said earlier. You work for ESPN and you already came on social media and called Donald Trump a white supremacist. Now you come back and talk about boycotting, you know, advertisers. Well, ESPN has a $2 billion contract with the NFL. I'm sorry. You can't do it. If you want to if you want to go and join MSNBC and and co-host Politics Nation with Al Sharpton and be a political activist, by all means, you are working for ESPN. Your Twitter is not your own. Your voice is not your own. You work for a company. And I have to respect ESPN's right to say, hey, hold up. You have a right to your opinion, but you're not going to go on Twitter representing our brand and and state those opinions. We can't let you do that. No more than we could let Rush Limbaugh go out there and talk about the black quarterback and how the black quarterback isn't as smart as the white quarterback. And Rush Limbaugh was fired. You know, um, I do question how ESPN brought back Hank Williams after the comments he made. So ESPN needs to be a little more consistent. But I respect, you know. But but hey, you know, y- you have a right to have certain standards for your um, your employees, and that's where unfortunately I have to agree with ESPN. But I support I, I on the topic. Jamel right on point. You know, Donald Trump is a white supremacist, and if you don't like what Jerry Jones did, Black America, you can go boycott. He, she's right but she really shouldn't be saying that in her position, unfortunately. So, um, you know, love you, Jamel, but, you know, you got to figure out another way to get that point across. So with that said, the Cowboys are on a bye. Um, I think it's a great time for a bye. Um, It allows them to get healthy. Um, Sean Lee will be back after the bye. Um, We already got Hitchens back. I'm trying to think who else might even be hurt that could be coming back. It could be a pretty uh, uh, Tyrone Smith back's been acting up, so he'll get a week of rest. And um, there's another offensive lineman. I think it's Chaz Green. He's had some injuries. I think the Cowboys will come back to play San Francisco and be a relatively healthy team to go out to San Francisco and should, should be able to Mollywop San Francisco. But, you know, it's just we talk about that parity and we talk about, you know, I mean, San Francisco just played – the Rams, a very tight game a few weeks ago, so you just you never you just don't know. But if Dallas comes to play, they should have. They sh- this should. be a good win for them and, and hopefully can right the ship because they got some big games coming up. So I'm excited about the rest of the season. I'm not worried about the two and three at all. I think 10 wins get you in the playoffs. I think 11 could get you to division. Um, I'm excited about what this team is capable of doing. Um, get back the quarterback of your defense, Sean Lee. Make sure he's 100%. And for crying out loud, if the San Francisco game comes and you don't think he's 100%, don't play him. Do not, at this point, don't play him until he's 100%. Because there's one game you might be able to get away with without him in San Francisco. So if he ain't ready, take him another week. But if he's ready, get on out there, play. Let's get that win. Um, there was something else I wanted to say. And I can't remember what it is, so I guess it wasn't important. That's what my mom used to always say. It must not have been important. So, hey, we're five games into the season, five weeks into the season. It's a 17-week season. We're pretty much a third, about almost a third of the way in. I told you it going to fly by. Before you know it, we, we were already looking at Halloween. And next thing you know, we're going to be eating turkey. And then we're going to be opening presents, talking about, did your team make the playoffs? So enjoy football. Um, K Star had a lot of fun with you not being on the show, but I will say happy birthday to you. I hope you enjoyed uh, Tiddlywinks uh, tonight with your friends, and um, you know, <laughs> 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 sorry, you uh, you sorry. You're
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I, sorry, I just I couldn't I couldn't resist. <laughs> Uh, y'all know what Tiddly Winks is right You know it's the game with the little metal The little uh, plastic pieces And you flip on the pieces and try to get them to go into the thing That's And Google that shit that's it. it really is a real game Winks, Okay, you know, That's what he's playing Anyway, all right. So, hey, listen, great show tonight. Thank you, Dr. Train. Thank you, JB, of course. We will be back here uh, next Tuesday night. Same bad time, same bad channel for Dr. Train, for JB, and for Tilly playing K-Star. Hope everybody has a good night. Enjoy your football games this weekend. Remember, every weekend all feuds are settled on the field. We'll see you next Tuesday night. Good night, everybody bap 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 bap
0: 18- plus.